The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. Well, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and thanks for tuning in and downloading the show this week. Producer Phil is uh, in the passenger seat. Phil, what's going on? A good, good guy, guy. I'm here. I'm here. I'm Adam Sandler. I used to do a better one. I, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I can't get my mojo. Yeah. Maybe I need to hear him do it once. Uh, but I, I don't even know. Can you pull up an Adam Sandler? I know I've asked you to do a lot of clips. While you're doing that, I want to do uh, start a new, start the show off with a new segment. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm asking you to multitask now. But today on the show, we're talking about uh, Grown Ups Two, and uh, that is starring Adam Sandler, who I'm trying to do a good impression of, but I can't. I want to touch. I can't really say that on radio. <laughs> uh, but uh, we are uh, talking about Grown Ups Two, and in the uh, actor spotlight earlier in the week, we talked about Adam Sandler, so it was great. So we'll pull up some Adam Sandler, uh, a clip of him saying, is this it? Uh, this is a clip from Billy Madison where he does like gibberish type stuff. I'm going to skip some of this here. Hey, Carl, what's up? Did you fall asleep or? Gentlemen, I go. Oh. I'm so scared of what's going to play. Thank you enough for coming out here this evening. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, thank you. All right, so Adam Sandler, you you know him. Uh, we're gonna start. Oh, I, 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 I got the big night for me tonight, Jeff. So Adam Sandler featured highly in this episode. Uh, we are gonna first start the show out with a new segment. I would like to call. That's right. It's the segment called I'm Sorry. Um, a couple listeners, um, I'm going to say Zelma and uh, Phil Lewis, uh, pointed out that um, I failed last episode to talk about a movie that James Earl Jones was in that was their favorite movie that James Earl Jones was in. And it's a little, very, you know, unknown movie called Field of Dreams. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Where he plays this, uh, he plays this journalist, and he he had written books about um, the main the main guy they were trying to search out, and he also hears the voice. Basically, if you build it, it will come. He basically gives them the information you need to go out to Iowa and build this baseball stadium out there, baseball field. Anyway, I wanted to say I'm sorry that I left that out. I could have talked with you and with with Paul. For a long time on that movie alone, Kevin Costner, the masterpiece, really. and One, and, of, the, one of the highest rated yeah. sports movies of all time. And James Earl Jones plays a key role in it. And I just left him off. So with that said, 
I'm sorry. So sorry. All right. Well, there you go. Enough about the past. Let's talk about the fre- the present. Everybody in America wants more Adam Sandler. And in 2013, you got more Adam Sandler. That's right. Sure did. G- Grown Ups 2, which is the sequel, just because they're a little older doesn't mean they've grown up. That's the tagline. Okay. Uh, grown Ups 2 starring the Adam to the Sandler the Kevin James, not Rick James, but Kevin James, Chris Rock, and David Spade. I almost said Kevin Spacey, but he is not in this movie, and we're not going to talk about him on the show. <laughs> Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, and others as well. Now, this um, this movie um, had a um, obviously came out in 2013, uh, and. Let's talk about this movie in length and give some more detail in a segment we like to call Time for Some Deets, the details of the movie. I almost said this was a segment called Time for Them Deets. <laughs> Ooh, Time for Them Deeds, Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Never mind. That would have been good. Grown Ups 2, starring Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade. A, two, a July 12th, 2013 release date, 101 minutes long, and it kind of at times felt that long to me. There were points where I'm like, mm. I've seen this before, and I felt like I had seen it before, and maybe I had planned on watching it for this podcast at some point, but alas, I... Um, You're one of the few people in America that have seen this movie more than once. Yeah, apparently so. Um, directed by Dennis Dugan. Who's a... I, Kind of an Adam Sandler, yes, yeah. man. Happy Gilmore director. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry director. You don't mess with the Zohan director. Grown Ups of One director. Just go for it director. Jack and Jill director. And obviously, the director of Grown Ups 2. Produced by Adam Sandler and Jack and Giraputo. It's really his name. Giraputo. Who's, again... The producer for a lot of this stuff. A lot of Happy Madison stuff. Written by Fred Wolf, Adam Sandler, and uh, another guy named Tim Herlihy. 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 Films written or produced by Herlihy have grossed over $3 billion worldwide. Take that. Wow. Take that, Trebek. Um, Starring Adam Sandler. I've already said that 14 times. Um, Other cast members include Nick Swartzum, who's the worst actor I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) I think he thinks he's funny. I think people around him in this movie think he's funny. Yeah. How did he get in this movie? Why is he in this movie? He is the most annoying person I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) Um, uh, Selma Hayek. Cameron Boyce. uh, By the way, rest in peace. I mean, he was... uh, He's in... um, the Descendants 3 that just came out was a Disney movie. He passed away recently. Oh, wow. Had had a seizure, a really bad seizure. He, st- he suffered with seizures and um, yeah, passed at, away. At the time of this recording, he, he died like three weeks ago. Really sad. Yeah. Really sad deal. Uh, my son really liked him as an actor and things, too. So huh. he And he did a good job. As a child actor, he, did a, he gets his leg broken as the kicker, which actually was one of the funnier scenes in this movie. He's kicking these field goals with his dad. And, and Adam Sandler's all excited about it, and he, he runs and hugs him after, he, or he runs and jumps on him, <laughs> and he ends up breaking his leg. Yeah. So, anyway, sad. Uh, Maya Rudolph makes an appearance. She's in a lot of these movies that Adam Sandler does. Um, She's an SNL gigger. Yes. Steve Buscemi is in this. Um, 
Tim Meadows makes an appearance. Shaq makes an appearance. Colin Quinn makes an appearance. Um, Shaq is in quite a bit of the movie. Yeah, he's a pretty big character for this. Uh, and then uh, Patrick uh, Schwarzenegger is in this movie. Also, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in this movie. Also, Milo Anthony, I'm going to say this wrong, Ventimiglia. Yeah. Who is the guy from This Is Us, who's had quite a... In this, he's a college frat boy in 2013, but yet he is the dad on This Is Us now. Oh, really? How's that possible? Huh. Um, also, you he has can't, a useful face. You also cannot leave off uh, the little wolf that could, uh, the other frat boy, what's his name? Um, yeah, he is uh, Jake, not Jacob. Yeah, he's Jacob from... Oh, yeah. uh, what is his name? Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. I couldn't think of Taylor Lautner to save my life. So anyway, he's in it, and a cast of thousands. A big, Tim, Tim a big Meadows, cast. Colin Quinn. Yes. Sherry O'Terry. Big, big the, cast. The list goes on and on. It, yeah. There's a lot of big names in this movie. Um, I um, An $80 million budget and a $247 million box office. I mean, it made a ton of money. Like, Isn't that crazy? Three times over what they spent. The, will they make they, a third? The... Well, I mean, the first movie and the second movie did exactly this, almost the exact same number of dollars. So I don't know. I, why not? I mean, if they keep making money, so why not? So crappy. Yeah. 7% on Rotten when, Tomatoes. When they can do the movie for $80 million and it's going to shoot over 200 it's like, why not? Why not make, you know, over $100 million in profit? So weird. So. I, I, just, I don't get it. All right. Well, we're going to do 30 seconds in office, and I'm going to do it myself, sir. Good luck, dude. There's absolutely zero plot to this movie. Where are we going to? 13 or 11? 30. Uh, thir- 13. Okay. I lose my mind sometimes. All right. 30 seconds synopsis. It's time for me to do 30 seconds synopsis, uh, on the funniest little guy that could Adam Sandler's own grownups too. Ready? Go. Adam Sandler is back. His family is back and they are having fun in their hometown. They go through segment after segment of frat boys attacking them at the old quarry. They all swam in growing up. David Spade finds a kid that's a monster that he finds that's his kid with the lady. Uh, he shows up. There's a big brawl at the end. Stone Cold Steve Austin beats up uh, Taylor Lautner. Uh, and then there's other things that happen. It's a cluster, to say the least. I had no idea what happened in this movie. No one does. <laughs> uh, pretty bad pretty bad t- 30 seconds synopsis but it's a pretty bad movie <laughs> i i was afraid that you were gonna ask me to do it not because i'm afraid of doing 30 second synopsis i've done over a dozen of them since we've done the show yes this is the only movie that we've done where i was like there is literally no plot to this movie and i'm not that's an exaggeration it is literally a um series of sketches like almost snl I, style but i like to look at it like this this is almost like a mockumentary imagine if this uh, director came in or this this film crew came into these people's lives and just filmed one day because this is basically <laughs> one is, day it is one yeah in their life one 15 hour day all these yeah. crazy things happened in their lives in that one day mm-hmm. yeah makes sense mind-boggling like it's mind-boggling there was a point in the movie late in the movie where they start talking about the thing that happened at the quarry, where the frat boys made us take our clothes off <laughs> yeah. and jump off the off the rock with no clothes on. They talked about it. They're like, oh, and this morning we had to jump off a rock and blah blah blah. I'm like, that was the wait same a minute, day, wasn't it? <laughs> that was this morning in this movie. Weird movie, like really yeah. weird. Like they 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 didn't mess around. They just did one day. Very odd. Yeah. It is really strange. It's but that's kind of par for the course with these kinds of movies, the Adam Sandler type movies, yeah. which is literally like 
we're going to just throw a whole bunch of stuff at you and your mind's just going to check it off, like just check out and just say, oh, okay, I'll just take it. Yeah, you have to go on a mental vacation. Yeah, it is. It is one of those Did you ever, we got 30 seconds before the uh, uh, break. Did you ever listen to any Adam Sandler's, uh, any of Adam Sandler's CDs? Like uh, Stand up? Well, his sketch CDs. He has one, he has two CDs and I'm telling you right now, they are still fairly funny. Yeah. Very sophomoric, but there's a couple ones on the second one where they're all going to laugh at you. I think is what it's called. Unbelievable. Like, like it's crazy. Like it, some of the stuff he says are like, you couldn't, I can't even repeat it here, but it's, there's some really funny stuff. Anyway, we'll be right back. We'll talk more about Adam Sandler and Greta Stu. We'll be back. His favorite actor, everybody, is David Spade. Isn't that right? Actually, I was, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually was going to talk about David Spade in this movie. He's not your favorite actor though. No, but he, he is hard not to laugh at. Like in, in, in small increments for me, that is that way. I agree. Yeah. He, um, I, I don't know. Like, even when the movie's not funny, even when his lines aren't funny, I have a, a real hard time not laughing. Like, he's just funny to me. His voice, his mannerisms, like, the way he deadpans everything, it, it's, it's just, it's hilarious. Cool. I, I love him. But it, it is, in this movie, it's hard to like him, even his character, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the lines just aren't funny, and the, the the scenarios that they've created for him are bad. They're not good. They have yeah. and like you're exactly right. Scenar- quote unquote scenarios that they have for him, it's just like just the worst of the worst. I, there the this plot, if there is any plot, and I I really you know I'm gonna stick to my guns and say that there isn't really one. But um, if you think that there is a plot at all, it's only to serve. That them basically sitting around at some point, everyone sat around this table, this conference room table and said, what are some funny things, scenes that we th- think we can come up with? And then they just drew, 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 tried their best to draw lines between all of those segments that they created, those <laughs> sketches that they created. Cause it, that, that is the, the only thing that's memorable about this movie. If there's anything memorable at all is the stuff are just the sketch moments. Like, Oh, that was a funny scene, but like getting from a to B it, there's almost nothing. There's almost nothing to pull you forward from one scene to the other. It's just like, here's a scene and here's another one. And here's another one. And they have nothing to do with each other, and that doesn't matter. They're just these one-shot little yeah. vignette things that are just, like, the worst. And there's a lot. I think part of it suffers from just a huge cast. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many people in this movie that no one gets a lot of scenery, like, a lot of screen time. And so when they go- jump from, like, you know, par- group A to group B to group C to cr- group D to group E to group F, and you come all the way back around to A again, you're like, I don't even remember what they were doing in the last scene that yeah. they were in because <laughs> that was like 15, 20 minutes ago. So, crazy. Um, anyway, I, uh, um, but yeah, David Spade is, is one of my faves, and uh, the fact that he was in it kind of brings it up like a half a point for me. Other than that, <laughs> there were, other, other than that, there wasn't hardly anyone else in this movie that really did it. Um, so. So let's talk quickly about the plot. I say quickly. Let's talk also, about the plot. I really like. Um, I I can't remember his name, but the guy that um, uh, plays the the gay. He's like the. Um, oh, he's oh, the exercise instructor. Yeah, in I, I can't remember his name. He is in um, that show with with David Spade and and other people. I can't remember the name of the show either. Uh, and he's actually like a legit, legit funny actor. Like I I really like him a lot. So yeah, I can't remember his name either. But he's um, not in the movie very much. Very little. Very, very, very little. I didn't realize that Andy Sandberg was one of the male cheerleaders in that scene where they. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he has no speaking. And so is Taryn Killam. 
Oh really? He has no speaking lines in this movie. He basically is dressed up like a cheerleader, like a, a male cheerleader with yes. very little clothing on, and is like so like rubbing up against a car. Basically, <laughs> it's it's funny that he's in this movie at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, Gosh. all right. So um, plot wise, let's talk about. You, t- you said this earlier. It's very difficult to really nail down a plot. You basically in this movie, folks, we show back up, and if you didn't see Grown Ups one. I think you don't have to see it. I think you could show up here and it would be fine. There's not anything that was built in Grown Ups yeah. 1 that is like show up in Grown Ups 2 and you go, oh, they've left that, my favorite part out. The, the oh. on, yeah, the only thing that I looked up in on the Wikipedia for the first Grown Ups before watching this movie, or like in the first 10 minutes I hit pause and looked up the first movie's Wikipedia because I didn't understand why um, he was like jobless but rich. So like oh yeah why is that yeah it's, it's just because he was like this he moved from whatever the area of the country this is northeast I think of the country it looks like to me and then moved to Hollywood became this really famous uh, like instantly like rich talent scout like talent agent uh, for Hollywood actors and made a whole bunch of money and then ended up moving I guess during the course of the events of that movie moved back to home so he's like and he has like he's a multi multi millionaire that's why he lives in this mansion but he doesn't have to work anymore because he's basically made all of his money for life so. how about that yeah okay. but that, that's really all you need to so know so that sets the scene then and allows you to live in this world where he literally can drive his kids to school on, in a school bus yeah but he borrowed it from <laughs> what's the one guy's name that I think is the worst he is the worst. Nick Swartzen. So bad. Dude, he's bad. He's bad, bad. He doesn't need to be. He's only in Adam Sandler movies for that exact reason. No one else will hire him. Sad. He's not other stuff. He is bad. Is he? Nick, you're bad. <laughs> I, I think he's he's supposed to be funny because of like um, his drunkenness and just like out of his mind, you know, acting and stuff like that. But it doesn't come off funny at all. It just comes off as like really lame. It does come off really lame. And he really is in a lot of Adam Sandler stuff. Sorry, dude. If you want to come on the show and talk, I'd love for you to. But man, Nick Swartzen. Woof. Woof, woof. Uh, all right. So they uh, show up. It's three years after the first movie. Uh, they show up and they're uh, back in town in Stanton, Connecticut. Oh, there you go. That's where they live. Stanton, Connecticut. Uh, and his friends are hanging around. Um, Adam Sandler's character, like we said, is independently wealthy. Chris Rock's character works for the uh, cable company. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin James's character, I'm not sure exactly what he works for. He owns an automotive business. Yeah, the best automotive business in town, he tells yep. the kids at the quarry. And then, um, who's the other one? That I'm like? David Spade? What's he do? <laughs> they mentioned it in the, in the ice cream scene. He's like part-time at some... Yes, at, at the uh, at the go kart track. Yes, okay. that's it. That's it. Uh, so they uh, set up the situation. The first scene in the movie, folks. If you want to see why this movie is in fact horrible, you watch that first scene in this movie. The first scene goes like this. It it's Adam Sandler laying in bed. Oh yeah. And then it pans to the side of the bed, and it's a, like a reindeer. <laughs> And it's a regular deer. It's not a reindeer. It's yeah. a regular deer. Yeah. And it's just in their house. And, of course, it's nuzzling up against Adam Sandler. And he's like, eh, stop it, honey, because he thinks it's Selma Hayek, I'm sure. And then he opens his eyes, and it's a deer. And then he does the, oh, my God! 
oh my gosh, a lot freak of out. Like the next two minutes is just screaming. It's just total screaming. scrimmage. Yeah. All of the Selma Hayek wakes up. Uh, all the kids wake up. They're all running around. Turns out the deer got in because the daughter left the front door open just in case any of the furry woodland creatures wanted to get in. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious, Jack? Oh my gosh. So funny. <laughs> So that's how the movie starts out. Uh, there's a point where the bra- the you, wife you brawl about... ends up on his antler, yeah, and that, that's supposed to be this hilarious isn't thing. That, isn't that so funny? We just lose our minds, um, and it stays on his antler. The rest um, of the movie, the deer ends up peeing on a couple of the family members. Oh, by the way, okay, so the deer, including, so, uh, the, the son who's well, in the to shower. Start, to start the movie out, to start the movie out, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler screams. The deer rears back up on its hind legs, and immediately pees, urinates, yep, on Adam Sandler. Yeah, and that's that's played up for laughs. I, I, I I've seen deer stride along and jump yeah. over things. Yeah, why did it do that? I don't know. Why did it automatically just do that? Because it was scared, I guess. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing to do. Anyway, so there it is. Um, that might be that might be all you need to know. That's to, the epitome of this movie. To not watch this movie. So um, then we get back with his friends. We we check back in. Eric Lam uh, Lamin Laminoff Um. Uh, that is Kevin James's character. Uh, he has a thing where he's uh, avoiding his wife, hanging out with his mom more because his wife is annoying and nagging. Yeah. Mom just you know gives him food and they watch Days of Our Lives together or one of those stories together um, every day. And he that that's the whole that's the whole character development for his character. That is that for, from, is it from for a hundred minutes of this movie? Yes. There, that's all. That Other they than ever he do. never jumped off of the Widowmaker yeah, Peak thirty five. Yeah, what is whatever is that? Whatever it is the the leap off into the quarry. He never did that. And he does that later on. Then um, Chris Rock's character is just trying to avoid giving cable to his mother in law. Is that really it? Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. That at was all. about it. Okay. Um, his he, he his gives, he gives daughter a, he gives a, a very special twentieth anniversary gift to his wife in the first five minutes. Yeah, it's of like the a film. necklace. Yeah, and then he ends up like saying like, "Oh, I've I've got you know cred for life with you know with my wife. Like I can you know I can get forgiven of anything, whatever." But then they literally never come back around to that for the rest of the film. Right? I, I, I don't even know what, yeah. why that was in there. His and then the, the only other part for his character really in this movie is that his daughter. Is gonna go on her first date, yeah. with Tim Meadows' kid, who is like an Urkel, kind of like Urkel esque, basically. I, I guess Urkel's way funnier though. Tim Meadows' character's brother is also uh, Shaq, yeah, and he's a policeman in town. And then um, Kevin didn't talk about that. David Spade, like we said, we find out he's he's on the phone. He's talking to this lady that he once knew. Hiccups, like, wh- Hiccups McGee. Hiccups McGee. Why are you talking to me? Uh, oh, I've, I just want you to know I have a son. We, you, I have a son, and he's actually your son, and he is coming to town. Which is, I, I, I didn't understand. That. He's coming to town. Explain to me this scene, like, because he's already at the train station waiting to pick somebody up, right? Why is he at the train station? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It it it, it just shows up. It's just because of movie is why. He he's there. Like she tells him that he has a son two minutes or two seconds before he comes off. He's the train. on his way, but why is he on the train at all? Um, like picking he, up someone. He's on his way, and he needs to spend time with his dad. So you don't. He doesn't think you're a deadbeat. He didn't even know he had a son, but yet she's. You know, he he needs to know that he has a father who's not a deadbeat. Well, I mean, he didn't even know that you were. 
with child. You know, I just, I just like 15 years ago or whatever. And it turns out, oh, hilarious! He's this huge kid, this gigantic kid. Yeah, he looks like he's tw- 25. Yeah, but he's just and still they played that the whole movie. Uh, I, I just now figured out why this movie is plotless because there are too many plots. There's like they start like nine, eight or nine plots within the first 10 minutes, and they can't stay on any one of them for the rest of the movie. So it just there's no plot. Unreal. Unbelievable. What I say to that? Unbelievable. No plots. You're right. Yeah, I like I said, David Spade is is in certain scenes is kind of funny, but I found myself like being feeling sorry for him. Like half the film, I'm just like, oh, I'm so I'm so sorry you had to do this movie, dude. Well, man, it's so bad. It's a bad movie. Yeah, stupid. So let me fast forward through this then. Um, so can we talk about the the, sure. wor- the workout scene? Yeah. So before the the actual workout instructor oh comes in, oh my gosh, John Lovitz, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dance around it a little bit, so I won't. You know, we've got kids listening. Stupid. But, um, John Lovitz, which I don't think we even mentioned John Lovitz. He's no, in we this, didn't. He's in this movie for like two scenes. Um, John Lovitz comes out, whatever, and he's like. I guess the groundskeeper or the janitor. I don't know what he is. And he comes in like five minutes earlier and they're like, he's like, Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm your substitute for today. Okay. Ladies. Um, and then he starts again, I'm going to dance around it, but he has these ladies do all kinds of different moves. And for just, just for him, if you can follow me for a second, awkward, awkward, awkward things. And there's, uh, like, you know, chests and, and other things going on. And you're just left going like, this is, this movie can only be funny or interesting to like teenage boys. Yes. But I don't know that teenage boys are even interested in watching this movie about middle-aged men. Right. Um, so I was just like really confused. Right. By and, that. And, that, and then you go, who's the audience? It, yeah. It's solely Adam Sandler fans and Kevin yeah. James fans. Yeah. Cause those two have an audience of that are their fans. Does that make sense? To a lesser extent, David Spade has an audience like that. Chris Rock, the same where Chris Rock is funny as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and people give him a lot of credit for being funny as a stand-up comedian, but none none of that skill are are shown in this. It's not like you know what I'm saying. As an actor, it's not like Chris Rock is winning awards for his acting, but he is winning. Like he is considered a great stand-up comedian. It's kind of Dave Chappelle, like where yeah, Chappelle's really good at stand-up. Chris Rock's really good at stand-up, but Chris Rock has done a lot of more acting in in TV shows and film than Chappelle has. But really, his main skill is. To be a good stand-up comedian. Right. Because he really is good at stand-up comedy. Anyway, whereas Kevin James, Adam Sandler, like, they have a straight-up audience that's their audience, you know? There's also the ballet dancing How Nickelback scene. has an audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's an audience And there are people that are like, man, Nickelback's my band. Yeah. And you're like, really? Yeah, anyone can have an audience these days. Um, <laughs> seriously. We can have an audience, Jack. I don't know. Some days. <laughs> um, but uh, there's the, also the ballet dancing scene where like, there's like a high school... or no, uh, It's elementary younger. music thing. And it's really weird because this, a recital. One, this one day in these people's lives is the last day of school. Yes. And so the kids are getting off of school. The parents are going to the... The, the four dads are going to the quarry to go swimming in the middle of the day. Yeah. Just to jump off into the quarry. Which is really For weird. For no reason, yeah. Who would do that? Like, <laughs> in their, you're 40 or whatever you yeah. are, and you're out there doing that. And they go out there, and there's college people that they're getting out of school too, I guess, or they're in town still. I, don't, I think they're just celebrating the end of the semester. But why would they? But, but again, let's think about this. Because there is a college in town, I think. I did this last week with, with Lion King. I'm going to try to use some logic here. <laughs> yeah. College gets out before school. They talk about this being June. 
Because a lot of schools, oh, that's right. a lot of schools get out in June, yeah. but don't go back to school till September. Right around here, you go back to school in August, you get out in May. Yeah, but out here in Connecticut, apparently, it's go to school in June, go back get, after Labor Day, get out in June. Uh, no, go to school in September, get out in June. Yeah, the college people don't do that. Like college is over, and they go home. Like college finals are like the beginning of May. Yeah, Taylor Lautner. And what's his face? The guy from This Is Us wouldn't even be in college right now. Yeah, but yet they're hanging around, having a big fight at the end of the movie on someone's lawn. Granted, it is a comedy, and it breaks by the end. It breaks down into Dude, like there's a lot of like, it breaks down into total nonsense by the end. Yeah, there's a total like uh, just. It's been a long time since. Have you seen a movie with this much like again dancing around it, low cut bikinis? You know. Yeah, it's um, it's becoming it's going the way of the dinosaur. Movies like this. It is. But this movie came out six years ago. That's true. At the time of this recording. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't know. I Definitely, I don't think that this movie would be this extreme now. Like, in, in a hashtag Me Too and all this kind of but, culture, culture that we live in. Don't you see Adam Sandler would probably still do it? I guess. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. Well, and comedy is comedy movies in general are dying, and they have been dying for, like, a decade. Yeah. Where you don't have the situation comedies like you used to. You have a, an outlier like this. And Kevin James's stuff and, well, and Paul and some Blart. Of some of it's really offensive. Like I would think even in 2013 would be offensive. Like these are high school boys that are like like dancing with these college girls. They're wearing almost nothing, and like it just played up for laughs. And like oh, so I'm like these are like 16 year old boys. Like yeah, but but there Hollywood does that where it's like this. Let's just forget about that part of the. I know we've talked about that. Uh-huh. Don't want to objectify people. This is before. I, I don't. This is This is before the Harvey Weinstein stuff. But in the same vein, in the same vein, Adam Sandler and this is is in this other place than that. Yeah. This is like Revenge of the Nerds type stuff. Yeah. Like Revenge of the Nerds humor, which came out in the early eighties. Yeah. And that's different. Like that's like Hollywood behind the scenes. Like like the places that will get people in trouble. Like those. People. This is more like oh, it looks funny. And so like. I guess we're supposed to just turn that part of our brains off when it, when we have movies like this. Yeah, I don't know. So let's talk about Taylor Lautner and, and his crew. Oh, so, so these guys are like you know jock um, fraternity boy type type guys, whatever. And they, I, I guess, like at first want to fight him. I I don't know. That scene makes no sense to me because at one point they're saying like we just want you out of here, um, and you're like, well, we just came to jump off. You're like, you're not jumping off our cliff. And then the the scene ends with going. With them literally saying to them, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna jump off that cliff. Yeah, and there's only one. Way, we're just gonna get. We're just gonna go ahead and go. Well, there's only one way down, and it's off of that cliff. But I th- but 30 seconds ago, I thought I thought you said you don't want me to yeah. jump off the cliff. They must have. Went, they must have cut filming the day it's before, bad, yeah. and then come back the next day and forgot what they talked about. So, um, but you're gonna do it naked. Yeah. And so they so they all take off their clothes and see so you see a naked a naked Kevin James and yes. naked David Spade. Well, and then and the kids, these two boys, the Chris Rock's son and Adam Sandler's son, yeah. see them do that, and they're mm-hmm. horrified by their fathers jumping off with no clothes on. Yeah, but they're faking like college kids too. Yeah, they're because David Spade's kid is this huge hulking kid, and he just kind of I don't know. Work his way in. All right. Well, we'll be back, right back. More of this great movie. When we return, I promise we'll get more excited. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Horror Movie Podcast. This week, we're talking about Grown Ups 2. But I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about a sponsor uh, that's back. 
It's that time of year again, folks. NBC's fall lineup is back and better than ever. Uh, and they're bringing back a classic show about a, well, about a private detective <laughs> who has the lowest handicap on any golf course you've ever been to. That's right. Par for the corpse. Here it is. Coming to NBC this fall, it's Par for the Corpse. He's a forensic scientist who loves the golf, but he's got a heart of gold. He's also got a massive duck hook. I found a dead body over there on the fourth, fourth green, and I don't know where it come from. Well, I think we just need to call up Arnold Bomber and have him come out and check out this body. Hi, I'm Arnold Bomber. I heard you had a dead body. Yeah, I found it over on the fourth green. I don't know where it came from. Luckily, I'm a forensic scientist with a heart of gold. That's right, it's par for the corpse. Coming to NBC this fall, along with Urkel the Scientist and Wings 2. Return to Nantucket. That's right, only on NBC. I don't know how they keep doing it. I mean, they really, they really know how to make a show over there at NBC. Mm-hmm. And we just benefit from their greatness. That's right, part of the corpse. Um, uh, it's a new season with uh, new crimes to be solved, new courses to go to, par for the corpse. That would be actually a fun idea for a show. Um, again, if they keep fleshing it out, because it's real, obviously. Um, if they would go to different courses, oh, there's been a murder at Augusta National. Oh, we're here at Torrey Pines in New York, and we've got we've got to we, we've got to figure out what's happening. Oh, we've got to you know they can go. All the, oh, it's Pebble Beach. Anyway, so there's since there's not really a plot to this movie, we don't really have to go in any order. We are why, talking about grownups too. Phil, yeah. go ahead. Why don't we just uh, bounce back and forth and just talk about sketches that were just really stupid? Okay, hit it. You have one in mind. Uh, ice cream man pooping ice cream out of. His okay, butt. so Colin Quinn plays the ice cream man on this movie, and he's like the grumpy ice cream guy. Yeah, they all know him. They've known him a long time since school. Since yeah. school. And um, they are basically, they go to the ice cream shop. Adam Sandler's kid works there. Uh, there's a little uh, thing where a girl he likes comes up. And he's got two cones in his hands. She says something and he crushes the cones. And he makes some non-funny joke about, oh, I was just testing the how strong these cones were. These failed. That's a different scene than what I was talking about. At any rate, before that, they all show up at the ice cream place. And David Spade being the sharp one. What's he do, Phil? Remember? David Spade? David Spade gets him to hit that button on top of the ice cream thing. Oh, really? He climbs up on the top of the ice cream thing. Okay. He reaches behind the back of the thing. He's like, I thought it was a different character. But- David Spade is like, no, I work for... Oh, yeah. I work part-time for a refrigeration company. That's right, yeah. There, are there two tubes going in the back? Yeah, and he climbs up behind it, or on the back of it. Yeah, now there's a big metal button so, there. So now he's... It's clogged. If you, if you haven't seen this movie, now he's facing away from the camera. Like, you're seeing his backside only. And he hits a button, which somehow makes yeah. the ice cream go. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's to get the clog of the ice cream out. Okay. So he keeps hitting it. But it looks like he is, um, you know, going, there's, num- there's going brown, number two. There's brown stuff coming out. Yeah, from it looks like he's going legs. number two. And I guess we're all supposed to just die laughing in this moment. 
Oh, hilarious. And all the, all Again, the people. You used the word sophomoric earlier. Oh, it's, or ju- real, it's juvenile. below that. It is unbelievable. Uh, and the, the, the actors even, in this moment, do you do you think when they were filming this, they were like, okay, and action, and Colin Quinn's doing it, climb up there, and they're fake, they're they're filming it while it's happening. Yeah, he's like, is it working? Is it working? And he keeps hitting it, and they're just dying laughing. Like think, they they I just think, can't I keep think, their minds in their in their brain. I want to I want to believe that the only person that really thought it was funny was Adam. <laughs> only one. Yeah, Adam Sandler. Like, I feel like the rest of the cast was just fake laughing. But he, like, I think I believe he thinks that that's truly funny. Like, I, I think he likes that kind of stuff. Yeah, his sense of humor is really, really juvenile. Like it's, it's the same kind of humor that thirteen-year-olds find funny, which is so a little rough. Yeah. Um, What's the scene that that you remember? Uh, I liked. Not. I'm just joking. The um, skit scene where, uh, and this is where I realized that Chris Rock's whole purpose is to just avoid and to make a trope out of the cable guy. Uh, not showing up on time or never catching you. He's supposed to give. Uh, he's supposed to give cable television to his mother-in-law. He shows up. She goes to the restroom. He realizes she goes to the restroom. He rings the doorbell. Hits. Hit, he puts the sticker up and says, "Oh, sorry, we missed you. Be back another day." And then drives off. Like I don't understand why he was so relentless about not giving his mother-in-law. I must not have seen that Cable. scene. Maybe it's a different cut. Maybe I have a dick. Maybe I had the director's cut. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that scene. I might have been getting up, uh, getting up, getting a drink or something. Maybe you fell asleep. I, I might have. Um, maybe you um, fell asleep. One, one of the recurring jokes in this movie that is really sophomoric and never funny, not even from the first one, uh, first instance of it, is uh, Burp Snart. Oh, my gosh. So... Uh, yes, for, burp snart. Uh, to explain this very quickly is basically it's like a three for instead of a two for. So it's a burp. Like you, you burp first, and then you sneeze, oh. and then the sneeze makes you fart oh. all at the same time. So it's a three three in a row burp snart is what they call it. Well, like I think it's supposed to be fun, funny from the very beginning. Like oh burp snart. <laughs> I mean like, again, what thirteen year olds would find funny, but like um, the the rest of the characters try to do a burp like it's like an achievement like if they can like pull off a burp snart well they can't believe kevin james's character is so talented (laughs) that he can um do those things it's pretty weird yeah and then at the very end of the movie he's in bed adam sandler's in bed uh with his wife they're about to fall asleep and uh he does a burp snart like as it rolls credits (laughs) that's how they end the film Stupid. Really stupid. Really, really stupid. Um, so basically what happens is then they um, they have this party because Adam Sandler's character is rich, throws all these huge parties. Yeah. The whole town shows up. Even the police show up and they get then they party it up. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he was the childhood bully for Adam Sandler. He finally faces up against uh, Steve Austin in this moment. And Steve Austin um, realizes that Adam Sandler's son is watching. Um, and he says, my son's in Afghanistan, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. So they're getting ready to fight. And then he leans in and he goes, you're going to swing at me, punch me in the chin, knock me out. And uh, that I, I, don't want, I don't want your son to see you get uh, beat up. So then basically 
right before he swings at Stone Cold Steve Austin's like, no, please don't hurt me. Oh, don't hurt me. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, basically he plays it up so his son, so he can look good in front of his son. He tells him I wouldn't want any, you know, dad to look bad in front of his son. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that saves the day. Adam Sandler looks like a hero. The, you know, multi-millionaire needs to look like a hero, apparently, in front of, <laughs> yeah. in front of his son. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's really stupid. You know what I'm saying? He's made something of his life. Weird. Yeah. So then, um, so then, um, they, um, uh, go on with their party, but who shows up? The bad, the bad guys of the movie are the frat boys. Yeah. So the frat boys show up. Yeah, and, and up until the the very end, I mean, you kind of get a piece of it about two thirds of the way when they come back to their frat uh, fraternity house or whatever, and it's been you know um, vandalized, but not by Adam Sandler and his boys. Obviously, it's actually David Spade's like delinquent son yes. that does it. But yes. anyway, um, they think they they blame it on uh, Adam Sandler and and his boys, or whatever. Which obviously they didn't do it, but at the end of the <laughs> film, like it gets down to the point where. They're going to war against each other, kind of like three hundred style. Yes. <laughs> like, well, there's a couple jump, uh, like like Avengers type scenarios. Yes. Where they they jump in the air and like do a Superman. <laughs> a couple of them do a Superman punches when they go in. Yeah. I did find that kind of uh, yeah. interesting. And I I did like Stone Cold uh, beating up Taylor Lautner at the end. Which by the way, t- Taylor Lautner is like a legit martial artist. Like he's no, he, he was flying around looking good and, and doing backflip. Like they made fun of Actually, him for no, doing like thirteen backflips. Is it Shaq hits uh, the dad from This Is Us? Okay. Is it Stone Cold that hits? Oh, I don't know. Well, I, I can't know, remember. What? Stone, Stone Cold and Adam Sandler obviously have a big face off at the end, which you already covered. Yes. Uh, where they don't fight, but uh, Stone Cold keeps hitting different people. Yeah. At the end. Yeah, he knocks out like six of them in a row. I like that Stone Cold was in it. Um, he wasn't particularly funny, but I don't think he was asked to be either. But um, T- Taylor Lautner like impresses me. Like he's been doing martial arts since he was six, and he's probably like a multiple black belt at this point. He's legitimately doing all of his own stunts yes. in, the, in this movie, so that was impressive. I mean, he's flying but, around looking good. So yeah, um, I definitely. Um, is it possible that the fight scene was the best part of the whole movie? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's because the whole movie's so bad that a crappy generic comedy fight scene is it. It, it makes it at least bearable. Yeah, it's not it's not hilarious, but it's probably the the most laughs in the movie. So weird. Yeah, I I did have a few laughs like going through through the movie from beginning to end, but uh, not nearly as much as the movie wanted me mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I I chuckled quite a few times at the end. Well, um, I think it was pretty crappy. Let's talk about goods and bads. What were the goods of this movie? Um, boy. I did kind of like some of the physical comedy. There wasn't a lot of it, but when Kevin James jumped off the cliff naked onto David Spade, <laughs> I, did, I did laugh a couple times there. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, oh, gosh, there's uh, there's not much else, dude. Like I don't know. No, pretty I, bad. Um, th- that last part, that the fight scene part was kind of cool. Um, I-, I thought it was just a clever take on like the thing you've seen a thousand times in like war movies and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, there wasn't hardly anything else that was really clever though in this movie. The goods for me, I do appreciate that Adam Sandler is still able to make make money and do movies. I like. I like Adam Sandler for the fact that whenever I was in high school, we were in high school, 
I thought Adam Sandler was funny. And I, I still think he's funny at times. Yeah. Especially his old stuff. I'm telling you, you need to go back and listen to some of those C- those two CDs. Yeah. Uh, they all they all laugh at you and uh, what's the name of it? I can't remember. It. It's so ridiculous. Some some of them. And again, they're not for kids, so don't think your kids should be listening to these. But um, goods in this movie really. Maybe that fight scene at the end. Stone Cold is in this movie. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if yeah. you've ever listened to his podcast, he's also got a new TV show coming on USA. That's basically actors and celebrities spending a day with Stone Cold Steve Austin as he rides four wheelers around and shoots guns and like lives off the land. It's he's gonna be really int- it's gonna be really cool because um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's just a pretty cool character. So, um, but man, other than that, everything else is just so trope and bad and everything like I know, about I, this movie is just like dumb yeah it's really dumb. it's hard to watch um the I, I we've already talked about it so i won't go into it a lot but like the objectification stuff like the dance recital the workout session the um uh just the the college girls like it, it is unbelievable like that that a that women were like willing to to do to do this like to mm-hmm. put themselves on screen like this mm-hmm. salma hayek is like she's a beautiful woman, but she doesn't need to like expose herself like yeah. this. Like I, I was, um, a little surprised at how far they took it in this movie. Yeah. So, um, there, there are, uh, uh, like little like catch, like things that were, I think intended to be catchphrases, like yeah. things you, you would walk out of the movie, um, oh, reciting it. Yeah. Reciting things from the, like, like I think at least eight, like six to eight times in the movie, that character goes, what? Crap like that, and I was just like, oh. "Is that something that that is supposed to be catchy? Like that that moviegoers like, pick up on? People and will be walking down the street go, the what? next day, going, what? <laughs> no, like no, no one, no one took took that in. What? Then that's actually another Adam Sandler thing where he's like, what? <laughs> oh, baby, come on, blah, blah. Um, let's rate this on a scale of one horrible to five horribles. One being bad, five being the worst, five um, being the room. I, I almost went five, but I almost I, I have to go like I know you hate half, but like at four and a half. David Spade is is, is somewhat holds it back for me from a, a five. solid four for me. Yeah. Um I think it is uh really crappy. But not so crappy I have to give it a five because it is a movie that's well produced. Yeah. Looks visually they, good. They spent eighty million dollars on it. Yeah. But it's I, just so okay, stupid. I want to push back oh, a, a little bit on looks good. I, I think some of the this is 2013, keep in mind. This is yeah, not an old movie. I agree. Uh some of the CGI, especially with the deer at the beginning, I thought it looked really fake. Yeah, like it, it looked like a green screen type the tire. of tire. Yeah, the tire thing was really fake. Uh, like when it was ro- when it was kind of spinning down to, to like being flat on the road, you could tell like you could tell when they shot the when they flipped from CGI to real. Like it looked so different from yeah. the CGI. Yeah. Um some of the wigs, like some of the costuming, like costuming is is a is one of the cheapest things you can do like okay just get a good wig some of the wigs like tim meadows like bald wig and oh. stuff like that with like the skin tone of the of the wig itself like the bald part look was a shade lighter than yeah. his actual skin yes. tone yes i was like they can't even get makeup to like yes. match this like perfectly so, so that it looks stupid. right I, yeah. I we're like i mean wigs and makeup and stuff like that has been perfected over the last 50 years yeah so like you have to get that right so I don't know. I I really feel like as I was watching the movie, I was like, I, I wonder if they even care to make a great movie like that looks believable. Or they just rather make something they gross. Just, yeah, they're just like, well, we can make this for eighty million dollars and it'll make money. Oh, so let's just seal it barf. up. So I I really hope they don't make a third one because that that's just going to be sad. I mean, I guess they can. 
I think I think they probably will. No. I I saw something online where Adam Sandler was being quoted. I think as a podcast or, some, or a website that interviewed him, and he mentions Grown Ups Three. Like he he's like, I, I wish I wish I was making Grown Ups Three. So All like, right. Okay. Well, I hope you don't make it, Adam Sandler. If you're listening to this show, <laughs> please don't make that movie. But if you do, we'd love to be in it. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's we'll, get paid. We'll work um, for cheap. Be great. Uh, well, what have you been into lately, Phil? Um, Other than watching Wipeout for the first time yesterday. You oh, got, yeah. to, watch, you yeah, got yeah. to watch the TV show Wipeout, which yeah. has been out for a long for time. For the first time. <laughs> well, you guys said Wipeout, and I was like, what? I, and actually, That's how busy Phil is, folks. Actually, what I said was, what? what? That's how busy Phil is. Yeah. He, you don't have time to watch things like Wipeout. No. I have been catching up on stuff. So I think last time I mentioned uh, John Wick. That mm-hmm. I watched the first oh, yeah, John Wick. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first, The Fast and the Furious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, what what year did that first Why movie come out? Why didn't we do out? that movie today? Yeah, that movie's not great. Holy crap. Uh, what, what, what year did that movie 99, come out? 99, 2000? It's actually a little later. Uh, that movie came out 18 years ago. Oof. So one of the... it's it's There's not a lot of action... In the movie, not like the new newer movies what? are. Really? Like, like, there's a lot of fast car driving. Um, and uh, is it kind of more like Gone? In like si- Gone in, it's like Gone in sixty seconds, basically. Yeah, it's it's. There's two scenes where the characters, uh, the bad guys, are like hijacking trucks, and so they have to like shoot out the windshield. But that's about it. Like, there's not a lot of like action pack scenes in the movie. Um, and so, um, but like, what they're stealing from these trucks are all in one, like twenty inch, four by three. CRT televisions with a built-in DVD reader, a DVD player. <laughs> 2001, dude. Oh my like, god, that, that was like really expensive stuff back then. It's laughable now, yeah. though. Yeah, weird. So, well, very anyway. good, very good, Phil. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Uh, I've been into music lately. I Heck love. Yeah. I'm getting back into playing more music. We've talked about this a lot lately. My wife Amanda has a song on Spotify. Amanda Ultramat. What's it called? Check it out. Hometown. Is what it's called. Okay. It's fun. Just go listen to it. You don't have to. It's kind of country. But you can. Well, you can. That'd be great. Anyway, check it out. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you soon. Remember, just because from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Bye-bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorribmoviepodcast.com.